What's up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 228 of the Smart Out Moment Smack Talk podcast. I am your host, Tony Mango. Joining me on the panel for this episode is Mike Payton. Yo. It's the birthday boy. Have a good day. Uh, it's not until midnight yet. Uh, well, then uh, by the time everybody's listening to this and answering the Ask Him, they'll be able to do it. So, in advance. Uh, we also have Steven Wago. Fucking dicks. Fucking Texas. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, I was just making sure. <laughs> my throat was really dry to do it the way I wanted it to. Uh, Drew's going to be adding into the call a little bit later on uh, when we do our hot tags in part two. We got the rest hole break in part three. We got a combined main event later on, which is going to be Belt or Berry, Zack Ryder, and The Miz. And we have the final section for the Fantasy League. Some information going on the next season before we take a little bit of a respite. But we're in part one right now, which means it's time for the kickoff, the wrestling trivia question of the week, otherwise known as the Ask Him. I was waiting for an Ask Him right there. <laughs> Fucking Ask Him or something. Uh, last week's question of the panel was, who had seven straight losses at WrestleMania? And the answer to that was Tito Santana. Or, if you're still playing the game of them being the same, then Ricky Steamboat could have worked as well. And the question to the audience, which WWE superstar has won the most world championships at WrestleMania? The answer was John Cena with four of them, 2005, 2009, 2010, 2013. So let's see who said what here. Dirkamania says, I've never been this early. Now I can't look at the other answers. (laughs) Just kidding. The answer is Triple H, I think. If it's John Cena, I'll cry. Send me your tears. It's John Cena. Peter Piccinini guesses John Cena. Christopher Marin guesses John Cena, but he says with three. Got uh, half credit, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, more than half credit. Doesn't matter. Nobody wins anything. Declan Macri says Cena got three. Hogan got three. Austin got three. Undertaker got three. Well, you're right about the three, but he also got the four. Bobby Lesnar, G86, says Hulk Hogan doesn't count because he doesn't exist in WWE. I'm pretty sure all his title wins are Stevie Richards, right? I think that's how it goes. He also says... It was John Cena with four title wins, 21, 25, 26, 29. Austin and Taker have three. Sorry, Dirk Mania. And Steven Wego, you are my favorite to listen to. I'm glad to have you back on the podcast. Hashtag fire Mike Payton. Seriously, fuck you. I would rather have Miguel back on the show over you. By the way, Wait, Sean, you said this? Bobby Lesnar, G86. Damn, he really hates you, Mike. Uh, says, by the way, Sean Walker, get on the show more and don't bring any more hosts. The team is good. Go and... Dream about your boyfriend, Roman. <laughs> oh, apparently it's all anti-Roman stuff. But uh, Payton did his uh, salty comment back with that. Go right ahead and read that. Anything else you want to toss out there to Bobby Lesnar, Payton? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh is the champion right now. <laughs> Oos. So let's go into this week's set of questions. And they are also WrestleMania related. So, question to the panel. Which championship has changed hands the most at WrestleMania? The Intercontinental? Close. That is the second one. Tag Actually, team? technically, the hardcore ch- title is the second worst. Or most. Second worst. Tag team? <laughs> nope. Is it the WWE World? WWE Championship? Yep, WWE Championship. Oh, but see, that's had so many different names. And for some reason, with their lineage or whatever, it comes out to 20 different times. Which is kind of crazy. Uh, they count hard... the World Heavyweight title, too? They just combine that all into one? I guess so. I don't know. Uh, the Hardcore title was four or nine, if you count that one uh, back and forth where they did all the Bob Holly and whatnot. <clears throat> Excuse me. The Tag Team was also nine. The Intercontinental was eight. World Heavyweight Championship is seven. So, there you go. That answers that. Uh, women's Championship was four. United States was three. European was two. And ECW was one. So, uh, question to the audience. What is the only WrestleMania where no championships changed hands? Actually, has happened before. So, if you think you know the answer or you want to take a guess, leave a comment below or send a tweet at SmartOutMoment with the hashtag AskHim. Next time, I'll tell you which WrestleMania that was and break down everything else that we need to break down in Part 1 for Episode 229. But we're still in 228. Part 2 is coming up next. we got the hot tags of the week, so stay tuned, and we will be right back. 
Welcome back, everybody. It's time for the Hot Tags of the Week. Some different rumors or stories or news or odd topics or whatever the hell we decide to talk about that's went down over the past couple of days. And uh, let's start off with something that really it's not too much to talk about, but I just figured it'd be kind of interesting to put out there. Did you guys know that Finn Balor was one of those masked people during Triple H's entrance at uh, WrestleMania this year? No, I did no, not, I but it's kind of funny that he's still given job a duty or like that. <laughs> More than likely, I would assume he wanted to be. Like, he was just kind of like, dude. Yeah, they probably just went to the locker room and was like, all right, who wants to go out there and do this? And he probably was like, dude, I'm in. Right. This sounds cool. He's not wrestling on the cards, so he doesn't have, like, anything else to do. But it's like, yo, I want to be that guy. Like, how DDP was uh, with Eddie's entrance or whatever. And didn't Punk do that for somebody once? Yeah, he was on John Cena's car. I think it was yeah. Uh, but at that point, he wasn't or nobody, so they they probably like told him he was doing it. Yeah. yeah. So he I mean, was, that was when he was chubby punk. <laughs> That's what the chi stands. Uh, the chi, the C stands for. <laughs> chubby monkey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool, kind of like we had with Triple H uh, a couple years ago with Alexa Bliss and Sasha and Charlotte. Like, bring a couple NXT people in there. That's kind of interesting. Uh, let's move on, though, <laughs> to something that's just ridiculous. You guys remember Crimson from TNA? Yeah. He's tall. Uh, tall, uh, Irish kind of guy. Sort of stole. looked like he had no soul. Stole his gimmick from somebody on the Independence and had a lawsuit over it. Yeah, well, apparently, he just got arrested for domestic assault for headbutting his wife. <laughs> so, <laughs> he's going somewhere. I don't remember when he's been like out of the company or anything because it's TNA. I don't pay much attention to it or whatever, but it's just like I'm looking through the news reports and stuff, and it's like, you know, let's see what this TNA report has to be. Is it something bad? Yup. Crimson arrested for headbutting his wife. Just goes to show you how great some of the talent is. Uh, I assume nobody really has anything to say about this, right? All right. Media tycoon John DeMall. Anybody know much about him? I was trying to Google him real quick, and I you know, didn't really come across all that much. He apparently wants to buy WWE. And WWE keeps going like, nah, dude. And he's like, nah, but come on. What's his name? John DeMall. Like D-U? D-E-M-O-L. D-E-M-O-L. DeMall. It's just like one of those guys where you look up what he does and it's like he owns this thing that owns this thing that owns this thing and some ah, per capita, a, whatever. A like. Dutch media tycoon. Uh, I don't know. He probably is worth more money than Vince, so I guess. Maybe, but he apparently wants to buy WWE and they're just like, we're, we're not interested in ever selling. So that kind of makes me bring up this topic. Do you guys think that Vince McMahon and any – like any scenario would ever really sell WWE. Yeah. When they can they sell w- money? Can they sell WWE? I mean, isn't it like yeah. don't they, bunch could of sell, people... they could sell their majority share. Absolutely they could sell it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I'm not sure how all that works. So that's mm-hmm. why I ask. It's basically you sell all your stock and then they become the one that controls everything. So okay. it's not like actually selling over like I'm gonna give you my car for this amount of money and then whatever. It's more like yeah, money kind of weird thing. So they don't really own the company, but they've got control of the company. Yeah, well, they own the company. They own the majority of the company. Yeah. But there's also a bunch of other owners who ever own stock. Yeah, so they can always kick people out and stuff. Like, because it's a public, uh, publicly traded company, so it's not just like a, a mom and pop store. So it doesn't work the same kind of way. But I mean, and it's it, essentially the same. It's weird. And just because you're a majority owner doesn't mean you like actually do anything. Right. You, know, you might you might just own it and just collect dividends. Yeah, like it doesn't mean you're the you know the CEO or you're not chair. making creative decisions necessarily because the mm-hmm. board could just be like you're a fucking idiot, but you own the company. So yeah, I mean I can't imagine in any scenario that Vince would ever sell. No, like they would have to be like so bankrupt. And by that point, he probably would just change it into something else. You know, yeah, but I th- I really think the only time he would ever sell a company is when he realizes he won't make money off it anymore. And he sells it at the right time. I'm pretty sure they would figure out a way to always make at least some money. Like they would cut back on whatever they would need to, or like. But the but the thing is, I don't think they would be in a situation where they would need to sell it. Right. For a number of years, he'll he'll be long. He'll be dead for a long time before the wrestling industry will really. It, it be is any such a machine at this point. Right. 
and they're just going to keep on expanding. This is a family business. Like the, the whole thing that Shane was mentioning about wanting it to be there for the fourth generation, the fifth generation, that that's what it's going to be, you know, pending world apocalypse or something like that. <laughs> like that, that's how WWE will be. <laughs> pending WWE Armageddon. <laughs> it's coming back. Yeah, I just, I can't see a scenario where that ever happens. And I, for that matter, I can't even see a scenario where WWE just isn't around. Like, how could, if pro wrestling itself were to die, that's the only way that WWE doesn't stick around. But, John DeMall, you're not getting the company anytime soon. We have a new WWE Studios film called Temple, which is going to be starring Seth Rollins, Wesley Snipes, Anne Heche, and Dave Annabelle. Or, Annabelle. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Uh, It says the team of operatives find themselves trapped inside an isolated military compound after the artificial intelligence is suddenly shut down. Anybody interested in this? I mean, Seth Rollins, so maybe. Yeah, but for every Seth Rollins, you've got an Haitian and a Wesley Snipes. (laughs) Uh, Come on, Wesley Snipes is not that bad. You know, this movie they have with Dolph Ziggler and... Kane, that looked pretty cool. That might actually be my favorite movie they've ever done once I get to see it. What's the deal with that one? It's like somebody has a bomb in a WWE event? Yeah. So, like, they're going in there and, like, fucking New Day's wrestling the Ascension in the ring and, like, Russo's in the back and he, like, grabs a gun. <laughs> yeah, I don't get this. Like, I'm so after curious. That bump, after that bump thread at the one pay-per-view, I'm surprised they did this. Probably would have oh, got this, the idea. This is fucking amazing. I cannot wait for that movie. And I was like, man, I'm hoping they finally like, are actually learning how to do these movies with these wrestlers and they'll keep following this up. Like, you know, you could do something like Ride Along, like where it starts with like them just riding in the car, but then all of a sudden, like, it turns into speed where they can't stop the car and they have to keep going. <laughs> and they have all these cameras rigged in the car while they're doing it. It's going to be Ride Along very fast. <laughs> if they do that, Ryback has to be one of the main characters. <laughs> well, that's if they do that. Ride along has to be spelled with a Y. Actually, no. <laughs> Ryback can't be in the car. He has to be the one on the phone giving a motivational and positive. Ryback should be the villain. <laughs> and he's in the back seat. <laughs> there you go. We just wrote a movie for you, WWE. And it's not going to be Ryback starring as himself. It's going to be like Kali starring as Ryback. <laughs> it could be called Rideback because he's riding in the back. Yeah. <laughs> So, I'm just curious about that countdown thing because of Rusev holding a gun. Like, just what? But this seems more like a normal type of the Marine type of film, you know, whatever. It's just like... Yeah, it's gonna fucking suck. Yeah. I still have not watched a single WWE Studios film. I hear the really? Dean Ambrose one wasn't bad. Huh. Which one was that? That was, um... 12 rounds 2 or 3? You know what? I bet it was just some fucking smart that loves Ambrose going, yeah, it's fucking rounds. great, better than John Cena. Ocean's 11 rounds, whatever it might be. I think they've done a few good movies. The The Marine one with The Miz was actually pretty good. That's my favorite of all the Marines. Uh, the Kane See No Evil movie, uh, Big Show's Knucklehead was actually pretty funny. Big Show's Gun was probably better. <laughs> It'd be a great movie if they did that. He goes on like a Dirty Harry shooting spree. <laughs> Oh, man, I want to see that one. Uh, Let's see. Last thing I have down here, this is for those who pay attention to the Total Divas stuff, but I know that none of us really, really watch it. I half-ass watch it, and I think that Drew kind of half-ass watches it once in a while. But What? Total Divas. Oh, shit. I can't remember the last time I watched a full episode of Total Divas. It's been a while. It's a garbage show, but... What's interesting about this is not, you know, what will happen on the next season because who fucking cares, but it's who's going to be a part of it. They're getting rid of uh, Mandy Rose, that uh, chick Amanda from Tough Enough, and they're getting rid of Alicia Fox, and they're getting rid of Rosa Mendez. And they're replacing them with Naomi's coming back, which is like, whatever. Renee Young's going to be a part of it. Lana's going to be a part of it. And most importantly of all, Maurice is going to be a part. So for those that were wondering whether or not Maurice is going to stick around for a little bit, this pretty much seals the deal. She's going to be back in the company. So do you guys think this means she's going to be wrestling too, or is she just going to be a manager? I honestly don't give a fuck. <laughs> At some point, I wouldn't be surprised if they have her come out for like one mixed tag match in some sorts, but I wouldn't be expecting it anytime soon. I have no problem if she does something like that. I the only thing I can say is I don't want her to wrestle. I've got no interest in just seeing um, 
the whole Barbie doll wrestling thing still happening. If you're not a wrestler, don't get in there. Simple as. Peyton, uh, do you think that this is going to be any kind of like a big shift now that we have the whole it's not divas anymore, it's just the women's stuff? What's going to be any different? Well, they got to try to make it seem like they're not just like these catty, bitchy type of people or whatever if they want to try to get away from that. What do you think it's going to be like? Well, let's let's not talk about divas on the show wrestling-wise, but push it all to total divas. What? Like, we have this whole concern. Your line of, of questioning is, like, really off, dude. You might want to go back to the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, dude, I did not understand what, what you were going to. I mean, right. bottom line, dude, like, I don't give a shit. Like, like <laughs> a, I hate to take the easy route out, but this is like a show that's been going on way too long. If they want to try to retool it, that's great. But you know what it's just going to end up being is NXT redemption. Hmm. Basically what I was trying to say was if we have this whole thing where it's going, we're not the divas championship anymore. Divas stuff is like pushed aside. It's all women's stuff. And we're trying to be a little bit less of that, the butterfly belt and whatever the total divas show is basically built around that concept and it seems kind of counterproductive and you bring somebody like a Maurison and Alana, Renee Young. I mean, Renee Young's not really the type, but Maurice and Lana, like they're not the whole we're deep into women's wrestling. Lana just started getting into it or whatever, but that seems to be more like the total opposite of what they're going for, which is kind of weird. It, it I never got really any matter. feeling they were, yeah, I didn't get any feeling they're moving away from that. On the, on the show. It's still going to be called Total Divas. That's still what brought them to the dance with that show. Just because they're changing the belt doesn't mean they're completely abandoning that image. And mm-hmm. These are still women that are going to be dudes are still going to go out there and act macho. Women are still going to go out there and act catty. Yep, good point. Uh, uh, I do want to mention one more thing, though. Go for it. And it's uh, Peyton will say they could turn into NXT Redemption. All I'm saying is what did NXT Redemption turn to at some point? Eh? Eh? Yeah, yeah, it got canceled, and then they just happened to use the same brand because they already had the copyright. Yeah, it didn't turn into it at all. It's just, yeah, they, it... it's just they had to pay someone <laughs> off a lot of money for that name. <laughs> no, they canceled it. They turned it into something else. They, they didn't turn it into anything else. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. Those are the hot tags of the week. Make sure you leave your comments below. Tell us what you think about these different subjects. We're going to take a break with the rest hold, and then we're going to come back and start talking about Belt or Berry, Zack Ryder or The Miz. Alrighty, everybody, it's time for the rest hold, the commercial break section of the show that acts as a means for me to promote some different things going down this week for Smart Out Moment, as well as some other stuff thrown into the mix as well, such as the outside interference articles, and I've written a couple things, and I'm going to be writing some other things as well, but I talked about the Primo and Epico promo a little bit and how much I hate that crap. Some possible opponents for The Undertaker at WrestleMania 33 and so on and so forth. But go to eWrestlingNews.com and check out my profile there. And you will see links to different things that I've written all over social media on Facebook and Twitter. The YouTube description below for some things. And the homepage is MarkOutMoment.com underneath the section that says Outside Interference. Instead of a single comment of the week for this week's Mark My Words, I'm actually going to give it to all the different people that hung out during our Monday Night Raw post-show chats technical difficulties section. Obviously, this was one of our most important Monday Night Raw post-shows that we've had all year, but we came into some problems, and we had about a 40-minute period where we had a little bit of downtime. Tried to keep you guys interested, and most of you stuck around, so kudos to all of you for hanging in there and waiting until, you know, we kind of got things back up and running. So you all win this week. What do you win? Nothing, because this isn't for anything. But <laughs> thank you all. Really appreciate that. And big thanks to all the other people that participated in all the other types of conversations that we've had throughout the week as well on all the different platforms that we have for you guys to spark out with us, including our Facebook group, The Mega Maniacs. Lots of people turning out for that, which is amazing. That's the spot where we goof off throughout the week, and we invite you guys to take part in all the fun by joining us at facebook.com slash group slash the Megamaniacs. Two episodes from now, on episode 230, that's going to be our April mailbag, so if there's any questions you want us to answer, whether it's wrestling-related or not, send them our way by tweeting at us with the hashtag mailbag or shooting us an email through the contact form of the website. 
Keep in mind that if you're going to a wrestling event and you want to show your support for the website and get a shout out on the next episode of Smack Talk and on the website itself, then as part of the Sign Me Up initiative, just take a picture of yourself holding up a Smart Out Moment sign and send that over to me. And if you want to show your support with what's in your wallet, there's a couple ways in which you can donate some of that spare change. The Patreon rewards account, the YouTube channel's fan funding module, or the PayPal donation button at the bottom of smartoutmoment.com. And another means for you to do that is actually the merchandise shop where you can pick up some t-shirts that have our official logos and some inside jokes. So browse the catalog over at redbubble.com slash people slash smartoutmoment. And of course, don't forget the non-monetary ways that you guys can help us out. Always give us a thumbs up on all of our videos on YouTube. Spread the word by sharing our channel and the website's articles on social media. Retweet us on Twitter, like the Facebook posts, leave positive reviews on iTunes, drop some links all over the websites that you follow that aren't our own, message boards and so on and so forth, because all of that really, really helps. And that applies to other websites that are under the same branches of a mango tree that aren't just smart out moment because they're all tied in together. And if one succeeds, it's going to help the other ones as well. So make sure to do that for sites like fanboysanonymous.com, the website that deals with geek culture stuff like movies and video games and whatnot. And if you're interested in those kind of nerdy topics, make sure you follow us on Facebook and Twitter and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube.com slash fanboysanonymous. And for all the all talk show stuff that could be coming in the future, who knows when, just follow at all talk show on Facebook, Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, that kind of stuff all over the place. You should be able to find it pretty easily. And if you're interested in joining the Smartout Moment team as a writer and editor or something else like that, just send in an application using the contact form at smartoutmoment.com and I will get back to you with more information as soon as I can. And that's it for this week's Rust Hold. Thank you all for sitting through that, everybody. And we're going to start getting to our main event on part four of this episode. So, again, if you are on YouTube, just click on that part. If you're on iTunes and Stitcher, then I'll see you in a moment. Welcome back from the rest hold, everybody. It's time for us to get into our main event, which is actually going to be something a little bit different from we normally do for Belt or Bury. Usually we take care of one person. And we talk about whether or not they should win a championship or they should be demoted on the roster. But this time around, we're actually going to do two in one shot. Kind of compare people back and forth and go from the different possibilities of what they can do with their careers and so on and so forth. And those two people are Zack Ryder and The Miz because they had that whole situation with the Intercontinental Championship. For those who don't know for some reason, I don't know why you wouldn't know and you'd be tuning into this podcast, but at WrestleMania, Zack Ryder won the Intercontinental Championship upset a lot of people, made a lot of people really happy too. And then he dropped it less than 24 hours later to The Miz, and that's kind of gotten some people going, well, maybe he shouldn't be necessarily the person that we should be winning the Intercontinental Championship either. But uh, in that regard, we should talk about what's going on with that and the other types of championships that they could win or if they should just be, you know, future endeavored. So... Let's start off with the sort of like the the bottom of the barrel when it comes to the championship stuff, the tag team title. You know, if you're going to win any kind of a championship in WWE, the tag team one's like, you might win that one if you're not really that great or you just have some kind of like, you're partnered up with somebody who's fantastic and they want to give the belt to them or whatever like that. Still is worth something though. And it's got its uh, benefits and so on and so forth. But when it comes to the tag team championship, let's go with the Miz first. Do you guys see The Miz as somebody who should be winning that belt anymore throughout his career? And if so, who do you think could end up being a potential tag team partner of his? Because the first person that comes to my mind is Tyler Breeze. Exactly. That's someone who I was thinking. I mean, with Miz, you could definitely put him with some up-and-comer, and you could somehow put him over. Kind of like with what they did with Miz Dow, but they ended up fucking that up. So imagine them doing that and not fucking him up to some extent. Tyler Breeze would be a perfect example of that. I would have no problem if Miz won the tag team titles, the IC title, and every title right now. Peyton, what are your thoughts on the idea of like Miz becoming another tag team champion? He's had a couple different tag team runs. Big Show, Miz Dow, uh, Morrison, Jericho, I think, right? He had the tag titles with Jericho. Mm-hmm. Sure, you, you can do the Miz in a tag team with anybody pretty much anytime you feel like it's appropriate. He's a guy who has the type of credibility and skill and 
a personality that melds with a lot of different people. I mean, if you're, if you're asking people on the roster that are there right now, you could put him with like a Tyler Breeze. You could put him with, uh, huh. Dolph Ziggler is another one I think can make sense. Dolph yeah. Ziggler. I can, totally see them, I can see them doing like an oddball pairing maybe with like a Sami Zayn. They totally fucked up the Neville thing because that, oh, that could have worked. That would have been fun. Yeah, see, that's how versatile Miz, Miz is with that. You could put him with a lot of people. So with the idea of like you need to be more of a star and you don't really have uh, what it takes other than in the ring and all that. I like that. And and shoot, they could have done something dissimilar with Miz now. He could still be a heel. Neville could still be a face, but he's kind of put in a situation where he has to be a tag team partner with them and they somehow win the title. So they've done shit like that before. That could well, easily work. To bounce over... One of the ideas that I was thinking of with Zack Ryder was if he were to be in a tag team with anybody, one of the only people I could see him being paired up with is Damian Sandow. And they could do like an odd couple thing of like the really smart guy and the really dumb guy. Whatever happened to Mojo Raleigh? Did he get released? No, he's just Mojo Raleigh. Hmm. Uh, I, I really had no problem with that. I, I, I never would want him to win the WWE tag team titles or... Really, the NXT tag team titles, but if he won the tag team titles in, like, CCW, I wouldn't complain. Zack Ryder, you mean? Or Mojo? Uh, yeah, both. <laughs> well, we do have the hype bros still kind of hanging around there in NXT, and the NXT tag team championship's a possibility, but... Uh, Wago, I didn't get your uh, thoughts on the whole idea of Miz and somebody on the roster. What do you think about that? Is there anybody that stands out to you as a potential tag team champion that could be partnered up with the Miz? The Big Show's become so complacent, and I like them as a duo so much that I'd be tempted to put those guys back together if um, you're asking me out of the current set of guys who I'd team them up with. Or um, NXT. No. Hmm. I'd have to think on that a little more as far as NXT guys, but I think The Miz and The Big Show was a great pairing and probably the best tag team he did. Uh, that's debatable, I guess, but that was my one of my favorite tag teams, and they had a really good run. Miz was the US champion at the time and the tag team champion. He's a guy you can put with anybody to be tag team champion when the division's low or everyone's kind of had their shuttle. Everyone's kind of like run thin with the audience. So a very versatile guy. And I think that's one of his biggest uh, contributions to the WWE. Very versatile. So, Wego, you would go as far as uh, tag titles go with The Miz. Yes. For like, uh, he could win that in the future. Definitely. Peyton, you go with the same? Yep. And Drew going with the same as well? Yep. That's four people that say for at least the tag title, Miz is definitely a belt. Now, Zack Ryder, that's a little bit of a different story, and uh, I'm just going to kind of bury the lead here a little bit. We're going to be harder on Zack Ryder than we are on the Miz. We all sort of agree on that. But there's a little bit of room of flexibility, at the very least with the tag team championship and Ryder. We've got... Uh, American Alpha and Enzo and Cass and well, I guess Enzo and Cass don't technically count anymore, but um, these different tag teams in NXT and the hype bros have always been sort of in the middle range. Like they're never the best, but they still kind of win every once in a while. NXT tag team championship. Is that something that should be po at least a possibility for the future for Zack Ryder and Mojo Rawley? Or has that ship sailed already? Uh, Peyton, I'll start off with you. Mojo Raleigh should be just taken off. I mean, I'm not going to say get rid of him because the guy has size. He has energy. Like the, that gimmick is him. He's just so full of energy. So I think you could do something with him. But the tag team was dumb. Zack Ryder doesn't gel with anybody. He's like the opposite of the Miz. Zack Ryder has such a oddball, goofy freaking gimmick. And you can't even put him with other goofy gimmicks. Like I think they tried putting him with like R-Truth once. It was dumb. They tried putting him with Hot Chicks. You don't buy it because he's such a goof. You know who worked really well with R-Truth? The Miz. Yeah, yeah that's true. Absolutely. Awesome so, truth. I, I have no interest in seeing him in any kind of tag team, let alone putting a belt on him, even the NXT one. So nobody on the main roster at all with uh, Ryder seems interesting, or NXT? Uh, maybe somebody being released with him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a no, though, in, uh, from Peyton. Wago, your thoughts on uh, Ryder when it comes to those tag titles for either of them? So, as far as the tag team titles go, if he was going to win any, if every tag team got injured, got sick, had to listen to Bret Hart and became brain dead, if all the tag teams were gone and there weren't 
there wasn't even any makeshift tag teams that worked. And maybe you brought Kurt Hawkins back. What was his name? It was Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. Yeah. And he and they both grew their hair out and they both looked like Edge again. Maybe then I could give them the tag team titles. Hmm. Otherwise, fuck off, Zach. That's two no votes, Drew. Are you gonna make out a three? Hell yeah. <laughs> Zach Ryder sucks. Sucks in singles, sucks in tag, he sucks in triplets. And worse off, he's fucking ugly. Triplets. So no. <laughs> Yeah, hey, no Triple H with him, that's for damn sure. Triple Eds. See, I'm going to go with a yes, actually, for the tag titles oh, and Zack Ryder. I don't think that he necessarily should win the NXT belts with Mojo, because I'm just not digging the hype rows all that much. But I think that there's a little bit of room for flexibility there. I mentioned the Damian Sandow tag team, and that's like, yeah, they're not going to be... Like, New Day, they're not going to be like the League of Nations or the Wyatt family or there's so many other teams. And this is going to be a, a running theme for Zack Ryder for me. There's so many bigger names that I could put there that I can't see a scenario happening. But at the same time, I wouldn't rule it out. So if you were to tell me, give him the tag belt or bury him, two different kind of extremes like that, I'd go more for the tag belt. But... It's going to get a little bit hazier, a little bit down the line. Because, go ahead. I will say there's one thing that Zack Ryder was able to do with himself at one point that he was able to make a shitty YouTube show and then complain to everyone how he deserves to be given more of a shot. And then some people were like, "Hey, sure, let's get let's let's change your name and stuff like that." So maybe in a weird incident, maybe that could happen again. Or they'll just do this weird thing where he randomly gets inserted because uh, he's injured or everyone's injured and he's the only one left. So he ends up winning a tag team titles with someone. But Zack Ryder just is so forcefully bad. Uh, it's just disgusting, dude. I don't know how you gave him I th- this. I, th- like it, I just feel that given all the other potential options, even a makeshift tag team between somebody else is a better option than Zack Ryder and anybody on the roster. Well, with like the New Day, for example, they at first they sucked, but then they organically started doing new things and they got interesting. Zack Ryder has been doing the same thing for five fucking years now, where he's like, "Hey guys, woo woo, hey guys, why why aren't you wooing anymore? Woo woo, come on guys, woo, you know it." And it's annoying as shit. The only the only fit for him would be the Social Outcasts. Ooh by, yeah, by, you know what? By yeah. replacing Adam Rose. And I would not give him the tag team titles in either. You know what? That does bring up a good point, though. I could see him being a part of the social outcast if they want to make that a group of five. They can make that a group of like 12. Well, you just, like... you know, fire Adam Rose. Yeah. I'd be done with that. Why not? But Drew, you brought up the idea of him having, you know, a lot of support in the past and whatever. And that kind of moves us into the mid-card belts. He did have that U.S. title reign. And at the time, that was something that people were clamoring for. And I was so into it. I wanted him to win that belt. I wanted them to have a good title reign. They kind of fucked it up a little bit. And then he just dropped off the face of the earth. And it's been years since he was able to have that. So you're in a position now where, like, I wish it wouldn't have gone down that way. But the most I can do when it comes to a mid-card belt is a maybe. I can't say a yes. And that's a, a weak maybe because I wasn't as against the Intercontinental Championship reign that he just had as most other people were. But come on, we all knew he was going to drop that immediately. Yeah, that's and really if you, the best you could do with him. If you win a belt in a match where there's seven people and you're considered the second to least option that's going to win and pretty much a guarantee that you're not going to win and you pull out the victory and everybody uh, immediately wait, second goes... second to least? I, I would have had Kara pegged... Um... Before yeah. him, he easily could have done Kalisto versus. Yeah, Sinkara you know, there's the definitely an argument for that. He could have because, been like, they could have had a uh, tag team with the U.S. and the IC champion. That would have actually been pretty cool. That's a good point. Uh, actually, yeah, that surpasses it. So he was the least likely option then. And if you're in that position, and everybody knows you're going to drop the belt immediately, you've got no credibility, and it sucks a little bit because it's kind of a shame. But you know, uh, Wego just brought it up, and um, Drew did as well. If you don't change your gimmick up a little bit and you grow stale, it's kind of a little bit on you. 
Undertaker's changed a little bit over the years. The Miz has kind of adopted some new mannerisms and stuff. Uh, we've gotten hell. Look at Big Show. He changes to weeping baby in a <laughs> fucking uh, tank and whatever like this. It's like Zack Ryder's doing the same exact gimmick, and it worked back in the day. But they still didn't even have a whole lot of confidence in him, and that's you know you can't really justify him being some kind of mid card champion now. I'm assuming everybody's going no with this, right? Oh hell yeah, no. No. And the thing is, with the idea that he can't change himself or he has it, someone like Kalisto, who is short, not very big, and he's a luchador type of wrestler, you can only do so much with that character. He's In most situations, he's going to be an underdog, so you have to play that up no matter what. With Zach, he's a normal built guy. You could, you could easily change things up with him. At some point, he could have just dyed his hair black, went super emo, was like, no, I'm not Z-Long Island true story anymore. That would have been something interesting. It would have been interested in something. But the reason why Zach has sucked for so many years, he doesn't change. He just says the same shit over and over again. What were you going to say, Wego? No, Drew just said something really weird. Um, <laughs> as far as Zack Ryder as a mid-card champion goes, well, you saw what happened. He won the title, and everybody immediately thought he was going to drop it the next night, and he did. He has no credibility. He shouldn't be a champion. We had John Cena push, like, uh, get that um, U.S. title to a whole new level. We had Daniel Bryan attempt the same thing. And then when you see shit like this, it's just kind of painful to watch. Zach, there was a time where he could have been a champion, and it's when they gave him the U.S. belt, because he had a lot of momentum behind him. But then he showed there and then that he was just not up to par, and he wasn't up to that level. Because everybody kind of jumped off the bandwagon as soon as he won it. They just kind of wanted to see it. Payton, what are your thoughts on that idea? Fuck, fuck Zack Ryder. No belts for him. <laughs> not even one? None. Not not even like a belt for his jeans? No. <laughs> he, he, he deserves to be that asshole who has to walk around, like keep pulling up his pants every three seconds so he can never <laughs> actually do anything else with his hands. <laughs> Well, then, Peyton, I'll start off with you when it comes to The Miz, new IC champion. A lot of people are, uh, like, hesitant to really believe that it's going to be as great of a title reign as some of the other ones we've had recently, but a lot of us are more positive on it. Are you uh, pro-Miz's mid-card title holder? Well, he's a guy who certainly can do it, whether this run will mean anything or not. I, I also kind of feel he might just be holding it, keeping it warm for somebody. I don't know who. Sammy Zayn. Apollo uh, Crews. Oh, yeah, Apollo Crews sounds more likely. Apollo Zane. Just merge them. No. <laughs> but uh, we talked about the future of The Miz being somebody who... He doesn't get as much credit as he deserves a lot of the time. And uh, the idea of him as the Intercontinental Champion... It's kind of know. a perfect title for him. I wouldn't be shocked to see him break Jericho's record of winning it the most times. How many has he won already? Nine. This is his fifth. Oh, oh Miz has won fifth. Yeah, he yeah. won five. Four more is quite a bit, but you know what? It's not out of the realm of possibility. But he's a company guy as well. Yeah. Jericho had left at some point. If he didn't leave for a two-year stretch, he probably would have won that title more. Miz is someone that has been sh- has proven that he could be inserted in a mid-card picture, and it would be perfectly fine. He's a good company guy. There's no reason that I would expect him to leave anytime soon, especially with his wife now in the company as well. Well, if you count the U.S. title reigns, too, as sort of like being on par with the Intercontinental, then he's probably surpassed it, right? Uh, no. He's only had like two at the most U.S. title reigns, I feel. Uh, let's see here. He has had, yep, two of them. Well, that's seven right there, but... Still a lot. Still, still would need two more. But uh, mid-card belt ideas, Peyton, are you giving a yes, a no, or maybe for the Miz? Yes. Uh, Wago, what are your thoughts on Miz with the mid-card belts? I'm a big advocate for Miz in general. I think he's being underutilized. Being a very versatile guy, he can play the mid-card role or even the main event when you need him. So definitely, uh, at a minimum, you should definitely get a mid-card title. Uh, the Intercontinental Championship, um, he hasn't had the best look with, but he had a sweet-ass U.S. title reign. Uh, leading up to his uh, WWE Championship. If you give this guy mic time and let him do his thing, he's very much on point. Um, he 
he's evolved his character over time. He's could work with pretty much anyone. And one of the biggest criticisms on Miz was he just wasn't that very good in the ring. But I think he's improved dramatically. One so, would even say he's awesome. <laughs> At the very least, he would. So that's another positive. Drew, what are your thoughts on the mid-card with the Miz? A number of times, the Miz has been given the mid-card title, and he generates heat and boos almost every single time other than that one time he was a face, and they booed him anyways because they wanted Bear to have the title. So I always give a thumbs up for Miz when winning titles, especially on a baby face that everyone loves. Miz naturally gets heat with almost everything he does, so... He's a perfect heel to put in there to feud with someone, possibly win this the IC title or US title, and po- put over someone in the process. Well, I'm just going to make this a foursome with a, a yes vote. Miz, as a mid-card champion, makes perfect sense to me, and I think that he's in that right type of spot in his career where he can he can kind of work with everybody. Like He's been a world champion, so he's got credibility. But he doesn't have so much credibility where they kind of like sort of feel hesitant to ever do anything with him. Like John Cena, for instance, he had this amazing U.S. title reign, but most people in that spot, they wouldn't have been working with some of the people that he was. Like he was fighting Sami Zayn, Stardust, Cesaro, and those people are significantly lower than him on the card. Somebody like The Miz is just at the right level where he's above them, but not so much that if they beat him, it's not going to be like, what? And he can put them over, he can beat them, and it's not going to look like uh, total squash. Like, a lot of flexibility. And him holding that IC title is like, if you're going to give a mid-card belt to somebody, you should give it to somebody that either makes the belt look better or that that belt makes them look significantly better. Miz helps the championship, I think, more than the championship helps the Miz. Mm-hmm. I think in a lot of ways, when you said that he was a former world champion, I wouldn't use that as a credibility to a certain extent because you have Jack Swagger, like we were talking about before this segment, who has been a, a world heavyweight champion. I think a better way to say it was he main evented at WrestleMania. I think yeah, that's, that's the best. Way. That's the biggest thing to his name. He main evented against John Cena. I think that alone is enough star power to put people over. So then let's move into the world title and let's just get it out of the way. We're all going no for Zack Ryder. <laughs> I would close my fucking company before I put the title on Zack Ryder. There's you know just, I mean, I like the guy, but I can't justify it at all. In like pretty much any scenario, Zack Ryder can't win that belt. Like if he would have been able to take that US title reign and improve and improve and improve then maybe he could have gotten to the point, but shit, there's a possibility that a lot of the people that deserve it more than he does still won't get a world title reign. Look at how far it took, uh, how long it took for Mark Henry to get one. Or like, Kane. Kane, for the longest time, had the belt for one day. And it took him until, when did he win that world championship? The most recently. 2008? 2008, 2009, something like that? I'd say 2010. That was against Rey Mysterio, right? When we cashed in the title. There was also a feud with Taker, so I always mix that area of Kane's career up. That whole 2007 to 2012 range just kind of like, I don't know, it's all a blur. But it took him forever to get that belt. And we got people like Bray Wyatt still hasn't held the belt yet. Ryback never got his fair share when it came to that. And then you got John Cena, Dean Ambrose, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, Seth, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens. There's not going to be any room for Zack Ryder. And actually, you know what? I'm just going to go say it for The Miz, too. I don't think that The Miz is winning it anymore, either. But I would at least give him a maybe. because He's been world champion before. He's got more credibility. He's more, um, like... You can use him more with promotional stuff. He can go on talk shows and such. You can't trust Zack Ryder for that necessarily. So I'd go with a maybe for The Miz and a no for Ryder. But, Wigo, what do you think about those two? So Zack Ryder's the obvious no. Um, just like Even if he gave him a shit ton of momentum, gave him money in the bank, and he got a fluky-ass win, still wouldn't be okay. As far as The Miz goes, the fact is, 
he did it and it was good. So there is the argument that the Miz definitely could, but you would have to put him on one hell of a push, stay very consistent, and it would have to be at the right time. Unfortunately, I don't think that time's going to be anywhere in the near future and probably not in the next 10 years. So with the Miz, as much as he can do it, I'm going to have to say no. Peyton, what do you think about those two? Miz, I think, is someone who can do it. You just got to build him back up. <clears throat> I think he almost has more of a character credibility now than he did back when he was put in that world title feud. It's just a matter of building him up to be to that spot. Any other thoughts on Zack Ryder? Fucking turd. <laughs> and uh, Drew, your thoughts? Zack Ryder, hell no. If he was ever a world champion at WWE, I think that's the day I, I, I closed my laptop and I turn my TV off and I stopped watching wrestling. With So yeah, that's a hell no, Barry. And unlike you, Tony, uh, Bell, it's called Belter Barry, not Belt Maybe or Barry, so good job. Oh, we're that trying one. to change this up a little bit. Oh, okay, well, I guess if that's okay then. But oh, you we'll change the name then. <laughs> <laughs> but with, with The Miz, like has been previously said he's done it before i think the issue with the miss possibly ever reaching that level again is that we're, we're going in this new direction where the andy darlings all these wrestlers who have been just amazing in the ring and probably don't have as much character but can definitely build those in the future i think the issue is the miss isn't on that same level and a lot of people view him as this guy who's only in the company to do movies and to do everything that's not really wrestling related, which which I think is unfair because he has proven that, like Wego said, he's he's improved a lot ever since his world title reign back in 2011. I, I just don't think it'll happen anytime soon. I think the best situation for The Miz is before he retires or he's doing, yeah, before he retires and does his last hoorah, they give him one more push and one more big title run and then possibly winning the title and then drop someone on the way out. I hope that was an intentional pun that you made. Hell yeah. You have no idea what I'm on about, do you? Nope. Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> Hoorah, that used to be his catchphrase. God damn it. How long ago was that? That was like um, back when he was, a present- he was a presenter on SmackDown. He wasn't even a fucking wrestler. Oh, I thought it was- I thought we were talking about when he did the Marine shit. I probably did that in the Marine. But I would definitely belt him if I had my opportunity, if I had my choice. But I don't think it would happen anytime soon and it would be... A last hoorah before you could tell. I'll do it again just for you. Well, that does come to the final verdict thing. Belt or Barry. Drew is going with Belt for The Miz. What about Zack Ryder? I'm assuming Barry. I said hell no for a reason. We bury him into the fucking ground. No, not six feet. We go 20,000 feet. And even then, it's not too far. So fuck him. Way go Belt or Barry, Ryder, and Miz. What do you go with? The Miz, Belt, Intercontinental United States, WWE, if the world is on fire and all the wrestlers are dying. Um, Zack Ryder, go fuck yourself. And Peyton, Belderberry, Zack Ryder, The Miz. Zack Ryder should be buried like Parsley is buried under mashed potatoes. Just mash it right in there. Miz. Some Rusev's. I mean, he's got a belt on him. It's what it should be. And a belt is not on Zack Ryder. It's how it should be. <laughs> Hoorah. Yeah, I got to go with Burry for Zack Ryder, and it's, uh, you know, just kind of how it is. And The Miz, I'm going to have to go with Belt, too. If you got to go with one side or the other, you push him to the very top of the company or you push him to the very bottom. Miz has done enough that I would be confident with him being a top guy as opposed to being somebody that we could just be like, ah, let's push him aside, we're not going to waste anything. Miz is a good enough talent that he's a lifer, and as far as I'm concerned, future Hall of Famer, for that matter. He'll... Yeah, you know, he'll add more accolades to his career and stuff and kind of justify it a little bit more, but that dude's done a, quite a bit already, and he's going to do even more in the future. So that's it then for this belt or bury. Make sure you guys leave your comments below. Tell us what you think about the different options. What would you do for Zack Ryder and The Miz for the different championship options as well as the whole, you know, uh, top of the card, bottom of the card, future endeavors, kind of a thing like that. And... Tell us what you think about the new, slightly changed up format. If you like that a little bit better than just the standard one person, one belt or berry type of a thing like that. 
And we need one more thing left for this episode, which is to take care of that little roundup of the Fantasy League season in Part 5. Welcome to Part 5. This is the last part of episode number 228, and that means it's time for the Fantasy League Sort of, because the season is over. But I'm going to pass this over to Payton to give us a breakdown of what he needs to talk about. So, Payton, what's going on? Well, the season's over, but I'm sure everyone wants to know what the numbers are. I did read them off on the Raw Post Show, but if you did not join us live or check it out in the archive, this is the usual place you're used to finding some updates, so we should let you all know. It's exciting times all the way up to the end, all the way to WrestleMania, where points were multiplied by five. Um, and I'm actually going to tell you guys how we did on WrestleMania itself. So for WrestleMania, team that did the worst, the only team to get negative points that night, Drew White's fucking shithead of Caesars, <laughs> losing 47 points at WrestleMania. <laughs> he lost 47? He lost 47 points. Uh, Shane McMahon lost, Kevin Owens lost, and Biggie lost. Only person on his team that won was Kalisto. Oh, Natalia got a, a team win. Hmm. Wasn't many points for that, though, because it was all pre-show stuff. I, I tried really hard. <laughs> you you tried. You certainly <laughs> tried. We'll give you a tried cake. Um, just barely earning some points that night was Sean Walker's Canadian Elephants getting 20 points that night. And Sami Zayn, Becky Lynch coming up short, but Chris Jericho getting a big main show win. Surprise win, too. Yeah. Oh! I, I gave him Jericho. Kind of glad that he didn't trade me a Brock Lesnar for Becky Lynch. <laughs> that would have been really shitty. Uh, and Bray Wyatt, he kept him, and Bray Wyatt showed up that night. So that worked out for him. Uh, first person getting really decent points that night was Tony Mango's Tony's Tykes, getting 65 points that night. Big win from The Undertaker. Sheamus getting a victory there. Uh, Sasha Banks and Kofi Kingston, unfortunately, not coming up on the winning side. But overall, still getting 65 points. Not bad. Can't complain. And believe it or not, we got a tie for who had the best night. My team and Waco's team both got 110 points that night. For my team, I had uh, Brock Lesnar winning, but I also had Dean Ambrose, so kind of cut the points in half with that. Uh, I had Rock on my team, which worked out very, very well. He ended up being my biggest points winner. I'm calling bullshit on that. It was like, no, I'm the Rock and match. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I really thought he was going to have a match with every single one of them, too. Like I thought that at the time. I was just kind of like, oh, you got to be fucking kidding me. It's <laughs> like a 10-second match with each one. I'm just like, yes! <laughs> just get me all the points. Uh, unfortunately, I grabbed Braun Strowman thinking he was going to get that uh, Memorial Battle Royal, but fortunately not. I don't think anybody saw Baron Corbin getting that one. No. Well, maybe so, Sean last year. <laughs> you got your appearance points. So for coming uh, and nobody picked right? up Zack Ryder either, so no, none of us took the chance on that. Uh, and, yeah, and of course, for Wago, Roman Reigns was a big points winner. Uh, Charlotte did fantastic. Uh, AJ Styles, though, getting the disappointing loss, and Xavier Woods losing as well. AJ yeah, Styles, keep, though. Uh, just keep uh, rubbing that in. <laughs> <laughs> Will do. Will do. Uh, so the next thing that we have to do is start talking about next year's league, and that's going to begin. We're going we're to take a little bit of a break, and we're going to resume Fantasy League for Payback, the next big pay-per-view that they're doing, which will be on May 1st. So we have to get our draft done to bring our teams together, and we will be doing that on April 25th on the Raw Post Show that follows Raw that night. So make sure you're tuning in to the Raw Post Show April 25th to see us choose our teams, which will then begin on that Sunday's Payback special. Uh, And uh, as far as the draft order goes, we had a predictions contest where we chose what was on the card. We're going to combine points along with that uh, of who won the fantasy league itself. And the way it worked out, pretty much being uh, about the same. Uh, Wago, who was first in the fantasy league. Oh, I never actually read who came in the place of the fantasy league, did I? No, not this time. Okay. Well, there well, you go. <laughs> well, let's do that real quick. Drew White, of course, came in last place. Fucking shit, <sighs> losers. 1,063 points. Sean Walker's Canadian Elephants, 1,312 points. Tony Manger, Tony Mangers, <laughs> Tony Mangers. <laughs> Tony Does that Mangers. Mean his team name for next year? <laughs> Tony Mangers. 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 
Uh, Tony Mangos, Tony's Tykes 2 in third place, 1,937 points, just shy of 2,000 points. My team, our time is now second place, 2,235 points, just not being able to catch up to Stephen Wago's Ricky the Team Boat, 2,432 points. Your winner for this season, Stephen Wago. There you go. It's okay. And as I was saying, we, we're going to combine the scores from that along with the scores from our predictions contest. And we pretty much get it along the same lines. Wago is going to get first draft pick. So we can look forward to Wago and finding out which one he will be choosing first. Will it be Roman Reigns again to keep him on his team? Or will he shake it up? Maybe he'll take a chance and go for like a Seth Rollins. Or he could do like I did last year and go for the safe bet with John Cena. I already won. I'm just like picking all my fucking favorites this year. <laughs> I think so AJ Styles is first. In the first pick. Maybe. I would have to imagine he would be because you're probably not going to get a second chance at him. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, I will be second, so I will have second draft pick. Tony Mango will be third. Drew White will be fourth. And joining us for the first time for the Fantasy League, Mr. Kalen Ferris will get fifth pick. That's everything you need to know. Tune in April 25th, Raw Post Show, following Raw MegapowersRadio.com, and see how we pick our teams. And of course, you could always see what's going on at WWEFantasyLink.com. All right, everybody, that's it for this episode, other than the plugs. So let's go around one more time and give out some promotional stuff. Drew, you're up first. Uh, you can follow me on the Twitter machine, which is Drusive White. Go to Mick Frickin' Duncan on YouTube. And also, is it all right if I announce the winner of that tournament challenge, Tony? Yes, it is. All right, cool. So we did a little bracket buster, bracket challenge for the Mega Maniacs. The winner would get a t-shirt from the Smart Out Moment uh, Red Bubble page, which has merchandise. You could get t-shirts, pillows, with a, bunch, with a bunch of logos Tony made. And the winner of that is the man himself, Tony Mango. So it's all stand up. Give him a round of applause. But I'm not going to get him a fucking t-shirt because that's stupid. So I'm going to go with the guy who got second place, which is our good friend. A guy who's been a listener of the show for quite a while now. I can't remember when he started listening. It is Brian the Brain. I forget what his last name. Biner. Uh, Brian okay. the Brain. It'll be fucking on uh, eBay in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut up. So congrats, Brian. I will totally message you on Facebook uh, so we can talk about which t-shirt you get. Uh, it will has to be a t-shirt. Can't be a long sleeve sweatshirt because those that shit costs a lot of money. So twenty seven bucks is enough for me. So I'll message you. So congrats to Brian. We'll have contests in the future where winner gets t shirts. Who knows? Maybe a pillow one of these days. <laughs> oh yeah, and a pillow. <laughs> pillow. All right, Wago, your plugs. StephenWago.com at Stephen Wago on the Twitter, and that's Stephen with a P H. Wago is W A G O. Bada bing, bada boom. And Peyton, if you dig what we do here, listen to us talk more wrestling every Monday following Raw, megapowersradio.com, and watch me playing video games almost every night of the week, twitch.tv slash M-R-P-A-D-E-N. That's Mr. Payton. I'm playing Goldeneye right now, and it kicks ass. I'll awesome. be checking that out a little bit later on when I'm editing. But my plugs are all in the rest hold. Make sure you guys check that out to find out some information of the Smart My Words comment of the week, the Did You Know joke, and so on and so forth. Next week, we haven't quite figured out what our main event's going to be, and we're going to have actually a little bit more breathing room because we're not going to have that fantasy league at the end of the show. So if you have any suggestions of what you would like to see, leave them in the comments below. We're going to try to take them into consideration. The week after that, we're going to do the mailbag, and then we got payback predictions, the payback post-show, and then another couple episodes where we're going to have to figure that out before we get into extreme rules and so forth. So... That's it for episode number 228. Thank you all for listening. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. And we'll see you next time. This has been another Smart Out Moment. And we're being counted out. I like AJ Styles. And I like Jericho. I like Roman Reigns. And his best friend, old Dino. I like Sasha Banks. And I like Eva Marie. I like Shane McMahon, pretty much everybody. There's only one guy that I hate, because he is total crap. I, I hate, hate 
Zach. All his moves are awful. They all have stupid names. He'll never be world champion or go in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> He's got a stupid haircut. He's got a stupid tan. But the worst damn thing about him is all his stupid fans. There's only one guy that I hate because he is total crap. I, I hate Zach. Zach, Zach is crap. crap. <laughs> Tony, you fucked it up. Come on. Your omnoms weren't anywhere near loud enough. Nom, 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 nom. Hey, it's uh, oh, it's that guy. Belt. 